You are listening to Good Talk. I'm your host, Brett Sowell. Let's get rolling. What's up? This is Brett, your host. You're listening to the Good Talk podcast. I know it's been a while since we've been on here, but I'm back to it. I'm excited about bringing you a new episode. I'm actually traveling for work, um, and so I'm actually doing this just on a voice recorder on my phone. Hopefully the quality's still good. But I want to talk about several different things today, so it's not like specifically one thing. And so I may get to a point where I'm just rambling, so you'll just have to forgive me, but I'll try my best not to ramble. But the first thing I want to talk about is I just stopped recently at a drive through at Chick-fil-A. And there was about five or six cars in line waiting to get their food when I pulled up to order mine. From the time I ordered to the time I got my food was literally one minute. Like, Chick-fil-A has to be the most efficient restaurant chain, fast food restaurant chain, that there is, that there will ever be. I mean, they are on top of it. I mean, I pay when I order. I get a receipt from a girl who's wearing this receipt thing on her side and she rips that off i get the receipt i'll pull straight up and then there's a guy just handing bags out handing bags and for a second there i thought maybe they might have messed up and didn't give me my straw but guess what it was in the bag i just overlooked it chick-fil-a can't mess up people I mean, they are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I mean, that business is just head and shoulders above any other uh, fast food restaurant chain. And you can at me if you want to, and you can debate me if you want to. And I would love to know who you think is better. Um, But I'm telling you what, Chick-fil-A, well done. Uh, Shout out, no free shout outs to Chick-fil-A. But I'm super thankful for efficiency, especially when I'm trying to hurry, because that's why I go to a fast food restaurant is when I'm trying to get food fast. And so uh, Chick-fil-A, very good. Well done. So now that I finished talking about Chick-fil-A, I want to talk about the news and what's going on with this coronavirus. So... Everywhere and every channel that I turn to has coronavirus all over it. Now, we know this has kind of been something that's been going on in in Asia for a little bit. And now it's kind of made its way to the States. And I mean, as soon as it made its way to the States, just, just one or two confirmed cases, people just went berserk. They started absolutely losing their minds. And so now we have colleges and universities closing and sending kids home. We have colleges and universities going to fully online. We have the governor uh, telling and urging churches to cancel services so that we don't have to 
worry about spreading this uh, disease. We have, and, I, and I'm talking more in the in the state of Kentucky, but also nationally too. But um, I, in particular, Andy Bashir, uh, Kentucky's governor, has asked that, that churches would be canceled. Uh, we have uh, basketball uh, tournaments, uh, conference tournaments being canceled. The Ivy League has already canceled theirs. And, I mean, those guys have played all year for conference tournament and a chance to get into the March Madness. And they're canceling it because of a few cases of the coronavirus. Now, from what I can see and from what I understand, symptoms of coronavirus are a lot similar to flu. What I also see is there's a lot more cases of the flu this past year than the coronavirus. There's a lot more deaths associated with the flu than the coronavirus. What I also know is the flu has been awful this year. The flu has been awful this year for three or four months now, and you're just now encouraging people to wash their hands because of the coronavirus. Don't you think maybe it's a good idea to wash your hands anyways? And to those of you that just now decided to think it was a good idea to wash your hands, you're disgusting, okay? I don't know about you, but I, I learned a long time ago to wash my hands. Um, going outside, playing outside, come in, wash your hands. Go to the bathroom. One or two, wash your hands. Wash it thoroughly. Wash them good. Um you're at work and maybe you deal with people every day when you shake some hands use some germex wash your hands after you have those encounters like it's only wise that you do those things but it's now all of a sudden something we want to try to encourage people to do and in in the process of not just encouraging people to wash their hands and being more clean we're wanting to shut the whole world down because of the coronavirus. I just I just don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it's an overreaction. I feel like we're overreacting to this as a nation and in the state of Kentucky. Now, I could hang up this podcast. I said hang up this phone because I'm on my phone, but... I could shut this podcast off, get sick tomorrow, go to the doctor, test positive for coronavirus. I could. I'm not I'm not saying it can't happen. What I'm saying is we're acting like as if there's a war and the country's being invaded and we have to go on lockdown because enemies are nearing our front door. And if we're out and about, they will kill us, no questions asked. I feel like that's how we're acting with this coronavirus. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to stop living my life because of the coronavirus. As of right now, I work at a university. As of right now, we're not called university off. Uh, We haven't switched to fully online. Uh, I'm not working from home. Uh, So, and I don't know what will change. I don't know what's going to happen in the next days coming But I do know that I will be very frustrated 
if that becomes the case. Now, granted, if this thing gets worse in the state of Kentucky, then then okay. But right now, there's not that many even confirmed cases in the state of Kentucky, and the ones that are are in large cities. And it's like not even that many people. And so, like, for us in rural areas to be asked to not go to church uh, and to stop basketball tournaments and to, you know, all this other stuff, like just to cancel school and go home and do online work, like, it's, it's just all kind of... I don't know what the word is. It, it's it's an overreaction. That's all I can say. We're overreacting, and we're we're kind of being drama queens about it. Supposedly this has happened before, and we didn't get all flustered about it, but because of media, because of TV, because of Facebook and Instagram, all those things, and everywhere you go is talking about it. It has now become this this like God who's taking over the universe. And I'm a believer, and I'm a Christian, and I serve the one true King, uh, the God of the universe, and He is a sovereign, all-powerful King. And I know that He is not phased by this coronavirus. And so for me, I'm not going to be phased by this coronavirus. I want to trust in Him. I want to live the life He's called me to live and try to do it as the best of my ability. But I'm trusting in Him and Him alone for this. That doesn't mean I'm making light of it. People have died because of this. Uh, people are severely sick because of this and I pray God's healing uh, on those people and comfort for those families who's lost loved ones but people die from sickness every single day people have cancer and they battle cancer that could be caused by radiation by uh, bacteria and food things like that and we're not talking about getting rid of those things. And heart disease is the number one killer, but yet we're still making fried chicken donuts at KFC. Um, we're not trying to help eliminate that problem. I mean, it's as if we've just focused in on one thing. And so I hope that if you're listening to this, that you would understand that there's so much, there's so much sickness and disease and death and evil and hatred in this world, and the only way it can be solved is through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's it, and it's not going to be solved by us just being scared. It's, it's going to be solved by us working together, praying together, trusting in the Lord, and serving Him well. That's, that's how it's going to be solved. Because we're not putting our trust in our hands being washed or 
being locked down or a government or anybody else, but we're putting our trust in Jesus Christ who holds the keys to death and life. And so, and he holds our lives in his hand, not the coronavirus, not the flu, not cancer, not heart disease. Jesus holds our life in his hands. And so we could trust him with our lives. And so that's my spill on the coronavirus. So next, I want to talk briefly about my Tennessee Titans. And if you're not a Titans fan or you don't care about football at all, uh, then you can just tune this out for like two minutes because I'm not going to talk about it long, but I do want to give a shout-out to the boys for going to the AFC Championship game. Uh, Derrick Henry had a heck of a year. Ryan Tannehill performed well. And so now it is off-season, free agencies getting ready to start, and we've got this big... Uh, Brady versus Tannehill debate, and if Brady is going to come to the Tennessee Titans and all this stuff. I have no fat clue, my thoughts on that, as far as like what I think Brady's going to do. But what I do believe is that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry will both be back with the Titans. That, that's how I feel. I feel that uh, Tannehill fits well here. Titans like Tannehill. Of course, Derrick Henry, if you are stupid enough to let that guy hit free agency market, then there you, you've, you've lost everything inside your brain that is good. And so I believe both, goes, both of those guys will be back. We've got some other guys that we might have to let go of based on what we have to pay those two, but I hope to retain Logan Ryan. He just changes our defense so much. And I also hope that we uh, keep Jack Conklin, if possible, Dennis Kelly, if possible. Those are my, my top five guys. Uh, Marcus Mariota, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me so much watching him play in another uniform. It really is. Um, he's had his up-and-down career in Tennessee, but I'll tell you one thing. The dude is a fighter. The dude loves his teammates. He's a great person on and off the field. He's supportive. He's the guy that you hope your daughter brings home from a date. That That's the guy that you, you want your daughter to be with. He is um, just a genuine person through and through, in and out. And if you just watched him outside of football, just with press conferences, with uh, community events, you, you would see that. And so, man, what a what an, a blessing and honor it was to have him play for for the Tennessee Titans. Man, he made the organization better, uh, not just as a football team, but as people. And, uh, and he will be missed, and he's going to be a great guy for whoever, uh, whatever team gets him. And so uh, I just hope he don't go to the, the, the Browns because they will taint him. Um, But anyways, that's my spill on the Titans. I'm looking forward to this next year. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. The final thing I want to talk about as I I wrap this up, this is not a super long podcast, but uh, that's okay. I don't know about you all, but 
today is one of those days where I'm just so thankful for the grace of God. Um, I also don't know about you all, but I can speak for myself. There are times where I just, I, I don't do what I should do and I do what I shouldn't do. And I, there are times where I act out quickly or irrationally or off uh, just impulse, whether that's in anger or frustration or annoyance. And no matter what it is, there are times when I do that and I know that that's not how Christ would want me to respond or would want me to act in general. And I, so in those times, those times I'm reminded of grace and the fact that Jesus is still holding me and I'm still covered by his blood. And it's not like an excuse to go on sinning. It's not an excuse to go on making the same mistakes. But it gives me the peace to know that I'm free from those things and I don't have to walk in them. That Jesus has defeated those things in uh, in and through His death, burial, resurrection. And that I don't have to to live that way I can ch- I can choose to live in the freedom of sin and live to righteousness because of the Holy Spirit within me and the grace that, that God gives us is just uh, the weight of it is I mean the way scripture words it and if we just sit and think about it 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 is uh, so overwhelming like he talks about lavishing grace upon us. And when you think about lavishing, it's like a waterfall or a constant run of water. Like it's overflowing and it never stops. Like could you just imagine just running water over your head and then thinking to yourself, this is how God's grace is for me and over my life. Like can you just think about that for five seconds like that is absolutely mind-boggling that he would love us that much because we know we who we are we know deep down we're we want the things of this world we want um to look out for ourselves and that's it and we want to be selfish and we want to get right and get even with people but Jesus shows us grace constantly and he wipes our slate clean and his mercies are new every day. And I'm just so thankful for that. Um, and I need his mercy every every day. I need his presence every every moment of my life. And without the Lord, I can't breathe. Uh, my heart is beating right now only because the Lord allows it. Like... I'm thankful for His grace. I'm thankful and grateful for for what He did on the cross for us, for me, um, setting me free, forgiving my sins by taking them on His shoulders and experience His Father's wrath so that I wouldn't have to. 
and every day I think about this, but there are certain days where just it's a little bit heavier, and it just it weighs on me a little bit more. And, and today's one of those days, and and I hope that you understand the grace of God. I hope you understand the amount in which He loves you. I hope you understand that there is no no length, depth, width, height. There's nowhere you can run outside of God's sovereignty. There's no running past His love. There's no, uh, I've gone too far for God. There's none of that. Like Jesus' love wraps from the east all the way to the west. His forgiveness, when He forgives sins, He tosses it into the heart of the deepest part of the ocean like it never existed. And it would never be brought up again. Like I hope that encourages you today. And as you go throughout the rest of your week. And uh, the weeks to come. That you just remember. That if you're covered by the blood of Jesus. That there's grace. And that even when you mess up. He's saying get up. Let's dust yourself off. Let's go again. And trust me. And that's what he's. That's what He's calling us to do is trust in Him each and every day. Repent and believe every single day. Trust in Jesus with every move that we make. Meditate on Christ and His Word day in, day out, every moment. Live to serve Him, to obey Him, because ultimately that means to love Him. And He first loved us. And so I hope that encourages you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Um, Hopefully I'll become more consistent with getting these out. But today I had a few things on my mind, so I thought I would just go ahead and, and hit you with one. Hopefully you enjoy it. If you have any questions or you want to talk to me about any of the things that you've heard here, um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, BrettSow13. Uh, you can DM me if you want to talk about any of this. I'd be glad to talk to you. I uh, look forward to hearing from you. Um, thanks a lot. Peace and blessings. And may God be with you.